new signing and that. You must have a knife for beats. There you go, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> let me get a pose right for that man. You get me? Come on. All right. Oh, wait. Let me take the glasses off because I now have glasses. On. <laughs> so you edit. Like, oh, yeah, man. Come on. There we All go. Right. All right. All right. All right. Yo, 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 what's good, guys? You're locked into the Me, Myself, and Afrobeats podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Jaro. Yes, the sensational one, the everything. It is me. I'm here again, guys. I'm the Afrobeat enthusiast, and we're back with another episode. And I'm so happy for this one. This one is like one I've been. Me and this guy go way back. You know, I'm, I'm so excited for this podcast, guys. And, and if you're just joining us for the first time, you're welcome to me, myself, and Afrobeats. This podcast is all about giving our flowers to those that have helped, that have helped build, you know, have helped inspire the Afrobeat scene in the UK, worldwide, people that have helped pioneer. And it, I think it's only right that we give them the praise and we unpack stories that, you know, we unpack their stories on, and their journeys. We learn from them and why they did it. And, you know, I feel like it's a, I think it's important for us to, you know, recognize this talent that we have in our midst. So, all right, guys, without further ado, obviously, if you're joining us for the first time, make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, make sure you tap in, guys. Make sure you hit the follow on Spotify and all my audio um, streaming platforms, guys, so that you're in tune and you know when this drops and you know when the next episode drops as well. But, yeah, without further ado, my next guest is a pioneer definitely a pioneer oh, wow. he's a worksmith he's oh no like he's birthed so many people like what i mean birth i mean like i don't think he knows maybe he knows but he's like he's given a platform to so many people that are on your tv screens right now on your youtubes that are influencers even myself that i'm here right now and we're gonna go through that list right now so that he actually knows you know, how much he's helped people get to where they are. You know, it started in 2011. He's built a platform where he's taking it abroad. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Big Clash, guys. You guys know it. You can't avoid it. You know who he is. I've got the man himself, Cookie. Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> no, man. Oh, I'm, bro. This is one that I've, like, because you've helped me so much, even, like, in terms of, like, my confidence me being on stage i came to the like the the show that i came to how i even discovered big clash was even like through it was through twitter like me and my friend um he's a dj um in leicester right well we went leicester and um, before we went into uni we were always thinking of like oh because we lived in in an area that was predominantly like it was in kent and it was predominantly you know caucasian you know so we uh, didn't really so have we can't say whites <laughs> <laughs> i mean white yeah yeah let's yes. go there let's take yes. it there so we were like oh like we really want to and i just came up from nigeria obviously you guys know man got shipped six years came back did my stint um but yeah so i came back and i was like ah oh, i'm so in tune with afrobeats like and i like and that time i was onto was popping so i was like how do i like where are these like things that i can you know um see it manifest or like me get involved but then we stumbled across big clash 
And then we started watching the videos. We started watching, I think the first one we we watched was was one in Kent. And it's, the thing is that my boy, he went to a college in Kent and um, he was hearing you guys like he like the event was going on but obviously he didn't get tickets but he was telling me that oh you he, i think if, i think he went to a college in maidstone i think you guys did the show there or something like that Sha. and then yeah so we knew that oh wow these guys are even in our midst so that's how we knew that okay you guys are even traveling about went on your youtube take everything and then we went to the live show in 2015 i got there late because of him ah. Got there late, but we got there late, and then but when we got there, we met um, one of the guys, um, and then Frank, I think his name is, and we were on like the side, like we had no seats, Mm. they didn't give us any seats. But when we came though, we Stormzy was there, um, Big Tipper was there, um, um, uh, what's his name, Olofi Pence was there, all these guys on that you know, um, Versace Breast Milk. Um, Raheem Heavens were all in that corner. I don't know if you remember. And I know what final you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, t- 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that final is is epic still, is though. epic still. Yeah, but speaking of that, that's how I got introduced to you. In the beninging, in the in the bini, in the beninging. But I want to know how did you get introduced to? Like, take me back to, like, take me back in time. Like walk me through Cookie's upbringing and you know what led to the creation of Big Clash. Like how was it installed and what was Cookie's doing before Big Clash? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good question to ask. Okay, um, upbringing. Um, to be honest, before Big Clash and before doing events, my love for music was always there, one hundred percent. My love for dance was always there. Like I've never seen you shake a leg, though. That's and that's what I like. You know what is? Everybody was like, we had the event yesterday. Everyone was trying to catch me on video. Those who know me from back in the day, I was in the middle of the dance floor. Really? Before Afrobeat, there was there was proper dancers. I was yeah. a dance hall king. I know who I was <laughs> before. Was a shot of money. But um, <laughs> I think maybe I just I just slowed down a little. I think for me, the dancing got too crazy. I think yeah. my dancing stopped at Zonto. I was. That's as far as I went. And then leg work. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop there. Two steps. No <laughs> but um, back in the day. Yeah. So I can't say anything inspired me towards the Big Clash. I think the Big Clash was an opportunity. That So I got to seek my phone. For the vibrating. <laughs> and this is part of the story of my life. I legit have no time to rest. Always busy. <laughs> uh, I apologize. I should have switched that- off when I got here. I'll start again. So basically, yeah. Um, before the big clash, my love for the arts, so dancing and music, but most interestingly, entertainment, mm. comedy. Growing up, it was all about what I watched on TV. That's how I found my humor. That's where I found my banter. That's where I thought, found things that I like to enjoy. So for me, a key eye on entertainment, what you like to see was important. But the problem I found growing up was this was just from America. Oh. This was American TV shows. There was nothing. Can I guess? What kind of inspired you? Go ahead. Wild and Out? No. Really? Wild and Out wasn't an inspiration. What? It so wasn't. What? There was no, like, inspiration, as in it didn't, there was, I didn't take any ideas or the or things behind it to create what the Big Clash is. No. I do remember watching it, but 
the Wild Night was a comedy show. Mm. So what? It wasn't a game show. It was a show for improv and comedy. So there's a different. I know there's some similarities, but there's two teams, and but it's a completely different thing. So I was like, I can see where people can see the similarities. Yeah. Like in the very early days of the Big Clash, a lot of people did say, "Oh, this is like the UK version of the Wild and Out," which yeah. is like, okay, that's cool, but this is completely nothing to do with Wild and Out <laughs> to degree. So, um, but I do remember watching Wild and Out. Wild and Out was do- as dope as like I said, yeah. it's very entertaining. But again, that's another scope that I was looking at. A lot of things that were very entertaining, more or less, that we saw black people doing. Yep. was from the America, from America, yeah, in the states. There wasn't anything in England or UK, Britain that I can say, yeah, I can relate to. Mm. Like you said in the beginning, like being an African and Nigerian, when you switch on your TV, when you think about, okay, what can I relate to? What can I see that I would like to be or like to enjoy or I can aspire to be a part of? Mm. There wasn't really much, which is when you look at um, some people's career aspirations in the UK, most of it is directed to what you see and what you know. Nobody jumps up and tries to do something brand new because they, they want to do the safe thing. If someone's done it, then I can either do it myself or do it better. No one ever really wants to boil out and try something new. This is not really getting onto anyone, by the way. This is just yeah. A, yeah. A, a, a point of view where like, being an actor, being an actress, or being a musician, like artists, um, trying to become... Uh, Doctors, lawyers, all these sort of roles, sort of jobs, whether it's creative or it's skill based, whatever. It's only if it's if it's available will people do it. Like podcasts have been around for years, but now it's just I think maybe because of I say COVID or lockdown, people have realised they've yeah. got the skill to do so. So it's like this is not even saying that people doing podcasts is a problem. It's like people realise what they can do when there's an opportunity, when there's a platform. Mm. And I think for a long time, for me, we were growing up, there was never a platform. Never mm. a platform for something like I've done all types of events you can think of before the big clash ever yeah. came to big clash. What, what were you doing? <laughs> all types of events, fashion shows, pageant shows, what? comedy shows, talent shows, open mic shows, drama bases. I used to have a brand called Pen to Paper, but that was an infusion of uh, music and drama at the same time. So you got live music band and drama at the same time. Well, not the same time, I was in yeah. doing the whole play. That For me, that was where my love for music and arts, I was trying to mix it and make it come good. We had um, spoken word artists, I've done poetry shows. I've done, well, I've done date nights, I've done speed dating. <laughs> but, You've done a lot. I think the reason why I've, I know the scope of what I've yeah. done was because I was always testing my skill base. I knew that I can do anything, basically. And this all came from my time at university that I did all these events, by the way. Yeah. Some were with the ACS, but some weren't. Some was just on the back. You of were the president, house. right? No, I wasn't, you know. Oh. It's a funny story I want to get into. I, I'm <laughs> happy to talk about it's, that. It's I went to the University of Bedfordshire, right? Um, but, but when I first went there, they were called the University of Luton, Luton University. Yeah. But when I got there, um, I think it was my second year that I ran for to be um, ACS. I knew I was a very popular guy because I had done events of, my first year was really strong you know yeah. I, I held my own like my, sta- <laughs> my status in uni was, it was strong but I was so big headed I lacked humbleness you know well they had to we had to do a speech mm. to so those who wanted me wanted me to be uh, president they were yeah. my friends didn't turn up because they thought oh, yeah you'll get that it's calm so I, I didn't even t- I didn't even invite them so we're in a student union the other guy that wants to be president yeah um, so I do my speech I don't really say nothing so you guys you know how it is man you know I'm gonna do my thing blah 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 I didn't give any strength 
this guy comes, he came like Barack Obama. Oh, I'm right. gonna change this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And he won the vote. Ooh. And it's not the slap in the face, but he's like, oh, can you be my vice president? I said yes, because I knew being part of ACS wasn't for him, and it wasn't <laughs> even for me. I know yeah. what I was going to provide. Yeah. But as ACS vice president, I still try to do as much as I did. But it made me realise as well that I, I don't need ACS to... ACS wasn't the platform I needed to really do what yeah. I needed to do. But it also gave me an insight of student union and how the ACS works. It really gave me a strong understanding on that part. But um, if anyone's listening now and they want to do ACS... I'm looking at you now. If anyone's watching that, ACS. Yes. African Caribbean Society. Change it. It should no longer be called the African Caribbean Society. Whoa. What should it be called? I think it's got a bad representation and a bad rep because when you think about what it should stand for, it's not a society of African and Caribbeans only. It should be a society that's based on the culture, or the Afro-British culture because no one here can say that there's not a bit of Britishness that we have. No one here is fully breaded African or Caribbean where they don't have Britishness. The reason why I'm saying this is like, we need to show that we are the new diaspora. This is the culture we are giving you. We're not trying to borrow culture from Africa or the Caribbean. This is the British, the sub-diaspora culture that says, I know where I'm from, but I know where I live. This is my culture. And we don't need a society for that. We need actually an organisation. We need something oh. bigger than just societies because they're not working. The many, many ACS are just, they're not really given. Just there. Exactly. And more, we think it's a place to go because we think that's where black people are. No, we should be showing people our culture unedited, unfiltered. This is what we are. And letting them accept it. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. Like this, this you need, I think you need the, the C in that needs to change the culture. The B needs to change the British. And the A needs the Afro, Afro-British culture. That's what we are. A, B, C. People might not like to hear that, but it's the truth. ACS has to change, has to stop. But I don't like, well, I'm going to be unfiltered. Yeah. I don't like putting that B there, though. British. Yeah. I don't. I agree. <laughs> but we should know where Straight we are. Straight African. Okay. We should not, like, I think. Okay. Let's talk about the big clash there. Yeah. <laughs> on, that, on that aspect of British. Yeah. Is what you watch on the big clash, is it British culture? I mean, there's some aspects, like some jokes. If you're not in tune to the British culture, you might not get it. That's my point there. It's not American culture, is it? No. It's not directly African culture. But we know that we are Africans. We know we're always Caribbeans or we're Asians or whatever other nationalities or background. But we also know that part of our culture is still British because of where we are. If we're in Canada or we're in India, or whatever country, that is our subculture, that we know that, we know our background, but we know where we are. Mm. So unfortunately, whether we want to accept it, or look up, um, hold, um, own it, don't be, don't don't run away from your identity, you should know who you are. Whether your passport is um, British or not, you should know where you are, that's the thing, and you should know the culture. Like, let's say me and you and I would go to America, the first thing they'll notice that we're not actually American, yeah. we're from England. Yeah. And that's what that's the culture they're gonna look at us. That's, so if anything's related relating to British or English culture, they'll look to us for advice or look to us for conversations. And that's where um Afro-British is important. They should allow us to be African, allow us to be Caribbean, but it's not the be all one end all. We are not only African, we're not only Caribbean, and we're not only British, we are a culture. And that's where I think for me, 
that's that's what's key for me. It's, it's a new kind of culture that we're, we always sometimes we separate African and Caribbeans. Like, like, yeah, because sometimes the sea is sometimes silent. Ah, very silent. But you can see why it's like they even feel away where it's like why is why is it always Afrobeats? Why? But yeah. the truth of the matter is. It's not about whether it's always Afrobeats or whether it's always dancehall. It should be like we are all as one. Mm. And Afro is the biggest word that you can use to combine all black people. Yeah. Not that Afro isn't legit. The Afri- um, here, but it's like a subway of saying African. Yeah. We all know where we come from. Yeah. So it's like Afro-British. But unfortunately, we are in Britain. Yeah. At the same time, it's our culture. Afro-British culture. That's the thing that we should be pushing. That's just how I feel anyway. It's... I, <laughs> this is the first time I've openly really shared yeah. with this, but this is when people talk about um, what what's gone from my head and why yeah. and what I do with the TBC. I don't isolate Africanism or African culture. I don't isolate Caribbean culture in the concept of big class. It's the, it's like it's a whole one thing, and that's how I want people to see it. Oh, I actually thought it was just like obviously when I was coming into you, I thought okay, this is something when I go to ACS, you know, it's like a gateway. It's like something that's part of that that ACS um, like package or there's there's going to be AC, or you, you can go to be clean, you can be a spectator or you can be a participant that's a misconception as well because um, the relationship with the Big Clash and African camp- African Caribbean societies um, sometimes good sometimes bad yeah because you do use them to like promote right am I not entirely or to like to get people not entirely yeah so this is where the truth comes out not entirely a lot of it is just us. It's not... We've worked with ACSs before that have come directly to us. Yeah. But more time, we don't always go to them. In the very, very, very beginning, admittedly, yes, because um, of my experience with working with ACS, I thought I was giving something to them that they know, I know they don't have. Because mm. they, 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 so it came to a point where people were attending university just because they know the Big Clash is going to that university. Yeah, like... Ha- <laughs> yes... Yes, I was, <laughs> yes, I, I think a bit of my decision was that, but hey. <laughs> I was just yeah, lucky. Well <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to go to NTU, but then luckily I did well going to Aston and then Aston happened to be in the big class. I was like, oh, wow, level whammy. I remember people telling me um, <laughs> you should speak to UCAS or is it, what's that, what's that company that... Help yeah, you choose your yeah, university. You, yeah, like, you we should we should be on a form. <laughs> so when they're ticking their boxes, I think for me it, it is flattering and it is humbling to know that I guess we are part of people's decision making when it comes yes, to yes. the university. I would admit, yeah. University isn't like something you just do, like it's it's, it's a life changing decision. Yeah. Like remember when we did take a break, we got a lot of um negative uh emails and messages about where are you? Why comes you guys didn't come this year? Why are you guys taking a break? Why do you guys do the college thing? What? How can you do that? Like, and I was just—it made me feel a way like you're so entitled that you think we just do this on the back of just doing it. Like it does take a lot to do, mm. but um, it's it's also making me realize the impact and how established we are, where people legit are so confident in us going there that yeah, I'm going uni, but also because I want to experience this. Yeah, and there was this weird uh, thing of like people thought you only have to be a university student or go uni to experience it. I thought that is that it's true though. It is it, it it was true because we thought like well let me think about why we actually decided that. <laughs> it was more because at the time 
we just wanted to not have too many people that not at uni at the time. We thought it's easy to be structured around supporting your university team and your mm. university group. But I can't really think why we really blocked it, to be honest. Maybe there was a meeting that we had because we had a lot of meetings and we just decided and that was it. But um, yeah, uh, even till now, it's kind of still the case for you to really take part in a team. You'd have to attend that university or that city, whatever that case be. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So this part of the the podcast was the journey, and you've accurately you've done it well. This is the the journey where we talk about you know your upbringings, you know um, the early stages, and um, I think we've pretty much covered everything. At, um, no, you can ask. Look, I think I can talk for a lot, so you have to ask me directly, and I'll try give you the answer to a, a particular part of my Did life. you have any doubt and fears? Why can't you throw that? Because this is okay. something that, like, I'm sure people thought you were crazy. Like, Oh, yeah. Because, because one, like, I, I, I'm going to be real, like, people still do. did you even have the, I'm going to just be real, funding? Nope. DJs? Nope. Well, yeah, my my good friend and DJ DNA. For sure. Oh yeah, big him up. Yeah, that's one of the people that was like, oh yeah, you've helped elevate him. But yeah, like funding, the like mental capacity, like how was your mental health as well? Because you're actually giving your whole life to this. Whoa, <laughs> truth here, you know. <laughs> so what's the question? What, what do you want me to say? Did you have any doubt and fears like going into this? And like, what was your what was your mental? Like thought process. In the very beginning, and I think I have to put credit to the people that were around me at the time. And who are they? Let's hear. Let's, um, let's, let's give them a shout out. Uncle D. Oh. Um, SB. I think yeah. Um, Lucy. Yeah. Um, Mishi, Ganyat Sam, Martin. Oi. Tiny Man Bonks. But these guys, the reason I'm naming these names because like, even like Collar, there's, there's a lot of names, I'm probably missing some names right now, but these are like the early, early, early yeah. like, team I had. And the reason why I said they gave confidence is because they never gave me any reason to doubt. Mm. They didn't They didn't always know the full vision of what I wanted to do, but they supported and backed it all the time. Yeah, we had a few arguments, disputes, yeah. you know, to get things correct, but they really, really had my back for it. And I think, for anyone that's doing something, support is always key. Everyone says that, right? But there's a difference between support and being there. Yeah. And I think they were always there. We've traveled, we we went, yeah. we drove here and there, different cities. And it's like, yeah, we're tired. But these are people who are still working, still at uni or whatever, and they're still traveling up and down the country with me to, oh, do, a, to do our show. It's crazy. And they, they decided to own it as their own, even though they knew it was to create it. They, they said, yeah, this is mine as well. I want to put the same energy and same effort. And I think the only time I can say I had fears is most recently, but in doing the many, many years, like the, the work I put in, the work the team had put in, the people that had come and gone, everyone that has been part of the team. It's like, we always had doubts in regards to whether we can do it. But the biggest strength was that we believed that we can do it. Mm. There wasn't really any a time where we never, well, tell you the truth, I'm probably the biggest doubter in the team because I always question everything. And the reason why I question everything is just to make sure that I really, really 100% that we can do it. But sometimes I'm the one with the craziest ideas and they doubt me. 
and I have to show them, no, this is going to happen. This is going to work. And this is especially for the time that we're going to America. Yeah, there was doubts there. There was fears there. We didn't know whether it was going to be you know, possible to go overseas and do our show there. But we did it. It was successful. So the truth of the matter is doubts and fears are healthy. But obviously not to the point of anxiety and, what, and stress. But you need to get to the point where how, how far can you go to prove yourself that you believe what you're, what you're saying, what you want to do, and how, how much do you think this is, it pops? Like, if you know what you're doing is that good, mm. do it. But I feel like with an idea like that. Okay, I, I can't I, lie. It took a while to develop it. <laughs> yeah. Because when I'm like doing my research and, and mm. obviously when I was watching it, like so in tune to it, I'm trying watching old videos. I was like, I, I, like when, you, when you're watching it, like that was 20, 2015 and I started watching the old videos and then now when I'm watching it now, I'm like, this people wearing jeans. <laughs> People were doing <laughs> honestly, like the the. Tr- I don't know how people start. Obviously, people started taking it serious and started wearing joggers. People start designing their own outfits. People start putting like a that's, lot of. That's why I'm humble with it to a degree because I know where we've come from, and where how we see it now. Where people might say, "Oh, big class has changed," whatever they can say, but it's like it hasn't changed. It's just got better, but we we just haven't really. Do you feel like it's kind of? You just touched on it, watered down. Like, do you think like it's lost its edge or it's how it was? Or or that is was that normal with business or there were many elements to it that I can say has definitely changed. And people say, Oh, it's not the same. It's not the same, it's the same way like we support Arsenal Football Club. Are we ever gonna get the airy the end the the era of Terry? Never again. (laughs) You say it. That's a perfect So what we have now is As, well, for me, I'm, as an Arsenal support, we've had like two, three years where we're like, oh my God, I hate this team, but yeah. we still love it. We're still yeah. here. But now our team today that, you know, we feel more confident about it. Mm. But that's the truth. So if you are a real fan and love, uh, lover of TBC, TBC has never changed for you. It's just got better. So if you're, if you're, people only notice what they want to see, people who think TBC has changed are, are surprised that TBC is still around because mm. you just weren't looking for us. When you were active and you were at uni or you were young or fresh, you were active, you were looking for us, so respect and love for the support. Mm. And you probably, you looking for us has now passed on to probably a sibling, to a cousin, yeah, to a has. friend. So yeah. for me, it hasn't lost it, nothing. It's just that the generation has changed and people have changed. So the people that do the show are the reasons why it's different. Because mm. when you did your show, yeah, people who, who enjoyed you on stage mm. are not the same people who are going to enjoy the people that are going to enjoy today. Mm. So like someone who watched um, Ian Wright will now see the team today, can see the journey he's been on to watch an Arsenal football club. So for those that's who, a perfect analogy, who, um, who's been that's part of the Big Clash team, they they've cl- they, they, they look at it and think, oh, it's different. It doesn't mean they don't love it. doesn't mm. mean they don't like it. They just know that it's a different level of their enjoyment or attachment towards it. So it's not like I'm not admitting that it's changed. Yeah, I know the kind of change that you're referring to and I don't think it's it's that much watered down, but there are elements to it that have had to change. Mm. I can say now that um, the new generation are quite sensitive. So where we used to be able to mock each other and laugh and really... Yeah, we used to say some crazy stuff. Like even my year, I think we were even known for like taking yeah, a mic and a exposing... Stuff. A lot of wild stuff. Yeah, a lot of exposing, all that kind of stuff. But it gets to a point where not everyone can handle the heat. Oof. And... Uh, when you've got to respect mental health, you've got to yeah. know where 
a line can't and can and can't be drawn. So yeah, that, that's that's okay. That one's there, you know. All right, moving on swiftly. We're gonna do a game, cookies. I know you love your games. Imagine speaking of games, <laughs> I'm bringing the game to you now. It's about time. It's crazy. I'm always. It's like wild, this. and it'll yeah, make, make you smile, smile baby. <laughs> All right, so wow. this is called Jaro's Fire for Fire. Fire, 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 fire. So, hey. obviously, you even know, I'm sure you probably know, Fire for Fire, obviously, when I was in school, as you guys already know, when I was in Nige, there was one teacher, he was like, Fire for Fire, if you get the question wrong, like, he'll give you, question, he'll give you something to memorize if you don't hey. memorize it, flogged. But we're not doing that today. Okay. But yeah, that's Fire for Fire, guys. And we're going to start. So... You might upset some people. You might not. But let's just go. Okay. Pure Yanks, Uncle D or Alvin Whitney? Hey, how can you say? Are you mad? I'm not even going to look at you. I'm just... Jeez. It's what's what's written here. <laughs> Alvin Whitney. Okay. Two, four... Oh, what am I saying? I'm getting ahead of myself because this one, I love this final. 2014 final or 2015 final? CBC. 14. No. The thing is, no. Oh. 14 because it set the president 14. Yes. And it's not, I don't know where it's gone. Yeah. What happened? YouTube. Please, can you tell YouTube. us? YouTube. YouTube. They blocked it. They banned it because of Jay-Z, one Jay-Z song. So. Oh. And the hard drive that had it, it's gone. Ah! I was even like, yes, quick, he's coming today. Maybe he can, you know, on the side. I'm just so, I'm so sorry. Like it still hurts me today. That that uh, yeah. But if you're there, you're there. You saw it. You saw it. So I mean, I remember watching it like on YouTube. Mm. So I still have, you know, some memories. I remember that final was lit. Yes, it was lit because it was a raw fight compared to what we put on now. That was raw. I know. What yeah, I, mean, I know what I mean. But it was raw. Like people were. The, the creativity, the energy, the vibe, the people, the people that were taking part, the people that attended, it was really the blockbuster of summer. It was something that everybody wanted to be at and what everybody went, wanted to go to. Mm. And it was very much talked about. But that level set the level for the following year. And that's why the following year was lit. Did you know, I watched, did you know that Priscilla was there? Or you wouldn't even know. Priscilla from Love Island. <laughs> she was actually like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, watched. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I knew. I knew. Really? Yeah, because the following year she took part as well, so I knew. Oh, she. Oh, yeah, she looks for me. No. <laughs> yeah, she took part. Oh. So I, I knew that. I knew. Yeah, she looks for. Yeah. I don't know what uni, but oh, now, that, now that you said it, I can imagine her like in the, the whole TBC outfit. Yeah, she's very talented, man, so multi talented, so. Oh, how bad, Joe. No wonder why in Love Island she was able to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no wonder in Europe if you guys didn't. But yeah, moving on. Rima or Fireboy DMO? Rima. Okay. Season 5 TBC or Season 6? Yes, that's my season, guys. Check it out, man. Well, season six was Check. wavy, though. Yeah, they were. No, it's, it's the same. It's the same story. <laughs> like 2014, 2015. Season, season six. The levels, but, but season six was a cutoff point. Things started to change from there. Actually, mm. so that was like a. Oh, season six. Oh. Can I say what the streets are saying? I feel like after season 
six. Mm. That's when TBC went left or something. That's when you could say okay, the whole watered down thing. Yeah. I can, I can, I can understand that to a degree. Mm. But I wouldn't use the word watered down. You're not, you're not watered down, but like you I can think see. For me, the, like, before season six, I think the energy wasn't always about dancing. A lot of it was all about the people who took part wanted to be entertaining. I wanted to enjoy the experience. I wanted mm. to, to do everything and anything to just be good on stage. I think when we came to season six, there was a lot of focus on being a good dancer. Yeah. And I think that's where things became a bit, if you're going to use the word water dance, because they were focusing more on the dancing rather than being a entertaining person yeah. on stage and having fun with it. Exactly. Because we were telling our lot, like um, season six lot, like guys, if you like, because we basically clocked it. If you win the first four games, you won, mm-hmm. and they did it, mm. and you could see that um, BCU. I, I can say it now; they only focused on dance, and you can see it. And that's why we wiped them with the first four games, and we were chilling. And I was like, okay, you guys can take down something, you can take tag me, whatever. But we won. People always say that after you've taken part, that's when people deep high works. Yeah, and that's what we, that's what me and Carol, we sat them down, focused on these games. They were like, oh, you guys are stressing us. They were complaining, but they won. Mm. Yeah. All right. Will 2K or Johnny? Based on what? Dancing. These guys, they attack me. Different styles, though. Johnny's more of a freestyler. So is Will. But Will's more of a technical freestyle. Still freestyle. I can't answer. Okay, wait. Uh, I go for Johnny then. Okay, Uncle TC or Chris from UH. <sighs> TC then, but Chris is wavy though. I know. You, I know. I know you try to do. Yeah, yeah. I know you try to do. <laughs> I know what you. Right. Chris is wavy, but TC because he's uh, he's a strong professional. So yeah, I will go for TC. Okay. Let's take it to the, the women now. Sophia or Vanessa? Which Vanessa? There's quite a few Vanessas that are taking part. Oh, that's so. true. Ah. So the one from I know 2014. What, I know what Vanessa you're trying to yes. pull out. Yes. Yeah, in regards to what? what we're Dancing. On? Dancing? Oh, then, yeah, Vanessa's a better dancer. Okay. From what, I'm, from what I can remember. All right. This one, I don't know where you're going to go, but I don't know his name. There's a guy from MDX. MDX. 2014. Obviously, they won. Yeah. Um, with Eman yeah. and Invin. Yeah. But I don't know that other guy's name. Jordan. Okay, Jordan or Mundo. Ah. Yes. Hey. Nah. Mundo's smooth. He's it. too dangerous, man. He's but Jordan's. He's ah. Uh, he's he's powerful. Yeah. Ah, you're taking a liberty, bro. Ah. I got from Mundo because. Yeah, I go, ah, oh, Jordan's cold. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I go for Mundo. Yeah, Mundo. Hey, I hear that. Old school Afrobeats or new school Afrobeats? You know what, yeah. I don't know if we got time to talk about it, but old school Afrobeats, the reason why it's beautiful is because it still bangs. Yes. I'm just not sure whether the new school Afrobeats, as we hear it today, can live on for a longer, longer time. That's just my opinion. So I had to go for old school. Nice. Old school is like, it's proper still hits. Like, it still hits. Whiskey or Burner? Burner. Oh. You can, I can talk about it later, but <laughs> Okay. Burner, I'm a piano or Niger Afrobeats? 
straight Niger Afrobeats. Even though Amar Piano is beautiful music. Yeah. Niger, enough. Like even the fact that you put Niger because you know Nigerian <laughs> Afrobeats is a different level of Afrobeats. So thank you, Nigerian Afrobeats. Can win that one. Thank you so much. This one's gonna be interesting. Tag me or DLM dance like me. Tag me. Hmm. I love tag me for many other reasons, but tag me, yeah, therefore. <laughs> tag me is cold, man. I think for me, tag me. The reason why I love it the most is because. It's not only the teams come out to express themselves, but everyone gets an, an individual chance to really shine in a way where when we talk about self-expression and development, mm. the journey that a person can take on being part of the big clash is like, that's the penultimate game where like, okay, I've worked on this, this is my time. I want to give you give you my all. And for this reason, I could win the show for my team. Stop. Okay. I love it. cold one. Okay. Sungba or Buga? Sungba. Oh, nice. And the last one, Shata Wale or Castro? R.P. Castro. Shata Wale. Whoa. Dance Hall King. Anytime I hear Dance Hall King, I just think of Big Class. That song bro, is... There needs to be... I know there was an Afrobeats documentary. I feel like I yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It. I remember one time we actually wanted to do a documentary because we know that the songs and the, the music that's been played at the Big Clash, even for those who really, really follow it, can see the journey, how not just Afrobeats, but dance on music, Bashman, how... Mm. And this is where I, was, I, I told into to um, Britishness. Now, I know in America they'll play their thing, cool, but they don't play their thing that we play our thing. So in America, they don't play Afrobeats and dance on it the way we play it. No. But it's only now that there's just exactly but we have been been playing mm. so i always ask myself where other than obviously going out do you get to play Afrobeats and dance or in a way that we're doing it and yeah. that's what i told myself just keep doing it because whether people notice it and whether other people want to copy it this is still putting our culture out there people who have never heard that song before it's like oh what song is that do you know the amount of times youtube comment comments used to just be what song is that what song is that i'm one of them yeah what yeah yeah and it's true because there was one guru song and then aston did it no aston did it i was like what is this song what is this song and it was guru was well, yeah, because sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. I think another reason why I kind of love um, the big clash, yeah, tag me, and even the questions of your friend. I mean, one thing that's really sticky to me is the music. I love it. Mm. Music is powerful, music can really, really give you that that vibe and that enjoyment. And if not for YouTube and the copyright laws, I think, yeah, the big clash would be a stronger brand because one of the things that has, oh, that yeah, has held us back is, is that you yeah. put, we don't own the music, we know that, we yeah, respectfully, it's like we love the artists that have created it. Mm. We know that we want to um, well, embrace it and enjoy it because we know it's the music that we love and we like like to play mm. in the clubs, in the houses, or whatever. And I think, yeah, music is an important factor to the to our culture. It is. Like you look at now on the radio for the last three, four, five years now, Afrobeats are, are it's so yeah. strong, it's it can't be overlooked. But there was once upon a time nobody else can. Can disagree where dancehall was the only thing that's the big, that was the majority. It was it was UK grime dancehall, and you, they played the the, the or, Oleku, or <laughs> play African Queen. That's yeah. as much as you're getting. <laughs> but now, Afrobeats gets a whole set now. Yeah, there's Afrobeat DJs now where they they are now internationally known because of the fact that they have the good selector music. Mm. So, damn, it's like, <laughs> I, I, I could talk a lot about it, but it's just it's just, it's just great, man. All right, guys, we're going to move into the highlights now. Highlights, highlights. 
So the highlights is when we talk about the ups, the down, hey. the achievements. I want to get into a few of your achievements. Like at the beginning, guys, if you were listening, you heard me list, you heard me say, oh, he's birthed so many people, including myself. So we're going to go through the list. I want him to feel this is, you can be all that humble. You can remove it now. This is where you put on your, your this is where you do your buga. If you know what the mean of buga is. So, Papi Abs, Shana Marie, Tiny Man, A Young Hives, Pure Yinks, Charlie Mays, Johnny, the dancer that you see right now that's flying everywhere, doing things with Nike and everyone. Osh. Yeah, oh, so yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. 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 Afro B, P Montana, Invin, Uncle Ed, Tommy Expensive, but now known as Tom, um, Tomuchi, DJ DNA, Supermids, Alvin and Whitney, Bonks, Martin, Acton, um, who else is there? And obviously Priscilla. So the list goes on. I'm sure there's even more people. There's even, um, what's the name? Avoir and though, even though she didn't really take part, but I remember when I was doing the vlogs for you guys, um, she came to um, an N2 show. That's right. Yeah, and I had it in the vlog, but I don't know what happened to that, man. I don't know why you guys didn't allow me to put that out. That was one of my best vlogs. I didn't allow you to put it I think it was, I was working with um, Denise, but it didn't, oh, yeah. Swear. Yeah. That I was a even, sick I vlog. I didn't even know she came. Yeah, she was there. I swear. I, when I was going for that, wait, hold on a second. Do you know what it is? That's something, that's, that's something that um, <laughs> me, Uncle D and DNA, we're having a chat and we were deep in there that so many people, they won't say it, they won't mention yeah. it, but they were there. Mm. They were at the show. Yeah. They saw everything. They, and that's why it's like, I'm not entirely concerned about Big Clash being spoken about or not being spoken about or whether people rate it or people don't. But it's just one thing I know for sure. People know what their Big Clash is. Of course. And I can't, I can't, Never, even PK humble. Sorry to call you PK humble that you guys see on on your TikTok and filthy fellas. He even said it on filthy fellas. I don't know if you know. He actually said they were talking about something because I'm an avid watcher of them. And then he mentioned something about like people just like go to like what you said, like what we said earlier. Go to you. So it's basically talking about because I know people just go there because of that. No respect for that because I mean. Obviously, they, they didn't really know what we were talking about, but obviously, if you know, you know. They were mm. like, oh, what's he talking about? Like, oh, yeah. Now, I think even people who don't know the Big Clash, I think mainly because there's two things that they're not interested in. They don't care about um, dance, they don't care about music that much, and they don't care about the university culture. For that mm. reason, if they were never ever involved with those three elements like that, they probably would never have um, gone to a show. But it's not mm. that they've never seen it. Everyone's seen it, they just don't know what it's called. Yeah, That's why, for me, like it got to a point where... When you said in the beginning how that oh is the big clash was wilding out my inspiration. Yeah. It got to a point where it's like I hated hearing that. I said, I'm gonna get to a point where I am the big clash and people know that the inspiration that they get is from the big clash. So if people think that I'm looking to America for inspiration, they need to come close to the home where the big clash will be their inspiration. Has there been any like um copycats? One hundred percent. Oh. Many other times. And if you want to know the testament of being believing in your brand, it's like you keep doing what you're doing because as much as they want to copy, the only thing they can copy is when you're doing it. So the minute you stop, what they're copying. Mm. There you go. And the reason why I probably haven't seen them is because it didn't work. Because if you're copying, you don't know the formula. You don't There's know. There's a difference between copying and being inspired. Because mm. you like 
a DJ can see her and mix and think, ah, oh, I wish I could mix like that and try try his thing. Um, an actor can see a, another actor on the stage. Oh, that guy's really cold. What did he go through to get to that stage? That's inspiration, but like you're, you're learning from what you're looking at. But if you're going to copy, you're not really gaining. All you've done is copy and paste, but you haven't learned how it's done. Mm. You don't know how, what, how, how they did it. You just copied it, which means you haven't got the original copy in your hand. You don't know how to replicate it. You don't know how to keep going. You don't know when things get tough, where do you turn back to? Because you've never done it. You never started from scratch. Mm. That's why if you want to ever do anything, be proud of the fact that you've done it from scratch because even if people don't rate the journey, you know how far you've come. And mm. that's what's allowed you to never be knocked back because there's always going to be a knockback where you think like, oh, I feel like I'm going to give up or I don't want to do this or whatever. Those things can come. But if you already know how to do it, you can get back up and do it straight away because you already know the process. Hmm. Huh. It's true for not. Facts. All right. What was your proudest moment in TVC? One of your proudest moments? One of. Good. You said one of. So I can say one. Yeah, yeah. One of. I think because of what's happened and we us just having our hundredth show. Oh yeah, congrats say, on that. Big I'll congrats. say the proudest moment now has to be the first one because I'll, mm. be, I'll be real. Knowing that we did it then and knowing that a hundred shows later, I couldn't say to you when I did it then I was planning for a hundred shows. <laughs> to, to get to a hundred, I say the proudest moment is show number one and show number hundred. To just be able to say that I've done that, like yeah, okay, cool. That's proud for me. Like, I it's. For the last couple of weeks, actually, it's been difficult for me to even use those words proud because I've been really, really struggling with just accepting how far I've come. Yeah. Just t- deepening and taking it in. Like, wow, I've really done like a good chunk of my life on this, you know? So, no. Oh, now I'm just deepening as I'm speaking to you. A hundred shows, guys. A hundred shows. It's a lot, you know? Oof. It's just not me. I think, I know it's easy to say uh, I'm project management and I always get told mm. off by not bigging myself up enough, but I can't deny that the journey to get to a hundred shows, I wasn't done alone, you know. Yeah. Like you, you mentioned names, but each and every person, including yourself, everyone that's went on stage, everyone that's watched it, everyone mm. that's been part of the Big Clash team, everyone that's supported it, everyone that's helped behind the scenes, they're the reasons why we can even stay the word a hundred. Mm. We could have been at we could have been at number four and said that was it. But it's because people also believed in it. People also wanted it to happen. People wanted to see the beauty in it and that's the reason why we got to where we are. So I have to even say thank you to them. Oh. Keep it real, you know. What's been the like the moment like when was the moment that you realised that yes, I'm onto something? Or what show? Um, the moment it all be like, oh, we've reached gold, guys. <laughs> um, I've had different moments like that, though. But the first time I can say that really happened or felt that way was season three. Whoa! I think I was much as. Season three has got the number season three. For me, in my head, I've always felt that was season one. Because that was the season when I decided to really make an effort into making it to a, a model that can keep going, mm. making it to a proper competition that people can respect, and really, really giving it all the elements that it requires to really be as entertaining as it is today. So for me, I won't say that's where I struck gold. That's when I really put 
put my all into it. And, mm. I, and what happened after was the final 2014. So <sighs> for me, that's when I said to myself, okay, I can't stop now. I can keep, I've got to keep going. I've got to mm. keep improving. So, mm. all right, all right. Sky got involved, and how? Um, there was a t- I think that was season six. So, like I said, because yeah, of that was season because yeah. of previous seasons, it's always a lift off, and a step ladder for every single year. Which for I'll say to everyone that's doing something, even yourself that's doing this podcast, when you start now, you think no one's speaking about you, no one's giving you mm. love, whatever, no one's really giving you the, any energy, but. You need to just air that out. You just need to focus on what's the reason why you're doing it for. Just keep doing it, keep doing it. And I've always felt, the, I felt like the person, I don't like to be the person to go knock on someone's door mm. or the person to wait at the door or to just be ho- we're hoping and waiting. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that if you're doing what you're doing, the, the phone calls will come, the, the emails will come, the people will recognise you because they can see that you are definitely doing something good and a great good. And I think that's kind of what happened even when we worked with BET and we worked with Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Worked with, other brands because they knew that we were not not only being consistent but we're actually trying our very best yeah. for, for good reasons and it's like it was easier for them to understand what we're doing rather than us to, to pitch today oh by the way this is where we're yeah doing. yeah so they, they already they kind of already knew what, yeah and they already labored us to what they wanted to use us for so if, if they wanted to work with us for being um in a, a black entertainment show or because we're a community because that's what sky was looking at a young black community mm. event and that's what we're doing so it was. It came about through an email, simple email, and then oh. the rest is history. You know, you just. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess people can send their, you know, portfolios and their projects and their pictures. Oh, please, guys, we want, and it can work that way too. Yeah. But for me, I, I'm not chasing that kind of like gold. Like, that's not. Mm. That's not the gold that inspires me. Like I know, once upon a time, especially during your season, the, the ambition was to go on TV, to be on TV, to be on TV. But that was because people were watching TV. People are still watching TV, but they're watching it through streaming. So yeah. it's not really TV anymore. It's not, yeah. So really and truly, if only YouTube weren't such, the streaming levels could have been better right now. Let's be mm. honest. So yeah, man. But Sky was a, it was an interesting experience just to to be flicking channels and seeing the big clash. Like, oh wow, you made it. That no, was, no, no, that, that, was, that was lit. I was like, wait, Sky? Oh, they were like, do you guys want to be? I was like, ah, oh, no, Monty Dagba, no, 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 let the young kids go. <laughs> oh, but. You did have some special guests come and perform. And I remember because I was there, but I didn't get to see it. Obviously, I had to watch it after. You had Sneak Bow. Mm. You had Counter Flavor. Yeah. You had that, Judge that Holland. Lit. Yes. Oh, Jay Holland's ah, I love this guy, you know. But um, that, that final with Sneak Bow and Quans and Flavor and Molo came through. Oh, yeah. My it, logo. it was, it was, um, I would say. It was at the height. That was at the, when TBC was at its highest. Mm. I have to admit that. But the main reason why is because the momentum that led us to that moment was not only the way things are flowing, the venue. The, like there's, there's so many elements that people think that oh, why can't you replicate that? Things have changed. There's no way now that can ever be replicated. So it's a one. It's that like no. one in a lifetime experience. If yeah. you were there, if you had, yeah. If you're a part of it and you experienced it, good for you. Yeah. Because you loved it. But then you have to thank God for those opportunities in life. You just have to go for it because it doesn't come around again. (laughs) I mean, the video speaks for itself. Like it's a crazy crazy atmosphere if you were there. Because from when I was seeing it, yeah, I was obviously at the technical booth. Yeah, and but it seems like obviously wait, you say technical like where where you like you just made me come with a question. When you're seeing all this go on, don't you be like, ah, bruh, 
Is this actually happening? Look at all the, the lights flashing. Look at all the special guests that have come through. There was even one time, Joey, I was saying John Boyega came as well. Yeah, that's the same final. Yeah. That's the same final. He was John Boyega was there. Um, I don't have that, you know. I'm so focused on the work I'm there to do, which is to put on the show. I don't really take it in until it's all done. I don't. Like, until I see the video and pictures, it's like, oh, shit, that happened. Okay, cool. That's lovely. But at the moment, I'm focusing on what's next. So once they're done on the stage, what we're about to do next? Let's get this rolling. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the airphone, on the radio. Let's get this rolling. Because that's my, as a project manager, as a person mm. running the event, as much as it's beautiful for them, I still got a job to do. I can't, like, I can't try and sit there and enjoy it. It's like, okay, it's great. But I've got to get the next thing going. So everyone else can enjoy it. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Me, I don't enjoy until it's done. Oh, cookies. Yeah, <laughs> That's why a lot of people think, oh, why is Cookie not smiling? Why? Yeah. Because I'm I'm on work mode. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I can't enjoy it. Of course I can enjoy it, but I've got to work today. For you to enjoy it, I've got to put in the work. What's, what do you want to do? Like, <laughs> that's just the truth. It's real, for real, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Okay, so what was your strategy for, like, shows? As in, like, was there, like, a specific... Like where you wanted, um, like obviously I know you did the whole because before this wasn't introduced. You know, like how when you've done, let me say, the quarterfinals, semifinals, you now have the the themes and all that kind of stuff. I know that's okay, a strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, how did that even come about? Like, so I have to give credit to the Big Clash team that I, I had at the time because we had at the point we had like a creative team, and we always had meetings where we, had, we talk things through and we come up with ideas and. I remember it was season four when we knew we had, we had 27 universities. And to this day, I don't think that can ever happen again because that's a lot of universities. 27 universities means 27 cities, means 27 auditions, which means 27. Like, even deep in it now, we just thought we had to find a way to still have their shows, but find a way to remove those who aren't elite. And is that why you had the league table? League table as well. Where we have to be able to respect and judge those teams that are putting in the work and those teams who are just not there yet. Because there was one time, like, even though, because the thing, crazy thing is that one uni can win, but they still won't make it to the semis. Yeah, so that one now. You can win your show, but that's just because it's a game show, which means just because you won your show doesn't mean you're better. Well, no, it means you're better than that team on that day, but there's other elements that that other team might just be better than you at because it's still the clash. So you're clashed on the game show, good, but the other elements that the big clash is judging you on, which you still be clashed upon. So it could be your crowd, it could be uh, the way the team is rated, as in it. Where, although yeah. they won, where they actually really a good team, or mm. was it a one man team? It's this little thing we started to notice about the you know, other teams are trying to bring. So we had to really look into it. And I mean, for a brand that was really building, sometimes we didn't make mistakes. Sometimes probably picked the wrong team or yeah. sometimes the best team should have actually gone through and sometimes yeah. we switched up and we went back on our word. All okay, so you teams, admit there were, there were some... I'm not going to even not admit it. It's not like as if like it was a crime. It's like, as a brand that we're learning, we're yeah. developing, we're trying to get the best out of what we're trying to achieve without hurting people's feelings, without making people feel a certain way and making sure the best of the best, which is the whole point of it, was still being put forward like we wanted the best team to win the competition that's the key thing like make sure that whoever's going to be our champion we are proud of our champion we want to say mm. that, yeah we want to glorify them like yes that's what was always the focus 
And you know your team could have won it, but I'm not risking it. I'm not even gonna go into that alley. So, oh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I barely watched that final. You know, I watched the quarterfinals. I watched the semis. I barely watched that final. Mm-hmm. Me and Carol, we I even saw him recently. We were like, bro, did you watch it? Oh, I don't watch it. It is what it is. Moving on swiftly, we're gonna move into another game, and this is called Jarrell's top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. So it speaks for itself. You're just gonna tell me your th- I'm gonna give you some questions and you just tell me my top five. Yeah, so Damn. top five I tag bet me. You there's gonna be top five teams as well. Oh, top five tag me's. Yeah. That's difficult. There's been many. Am I gonna remember what tag for tag me's? Come on. I can do it. Yeah, you had to give I, me yours because I can help you. Yeah. Um Aston, Wolves, you know, Wolves. Any any oh Aston Aston DMU Wolves. I remember the tag me. Does even Aston DMU Aston six? That was sick. Yeah, so with, your with Aston Archie. Wolves, your Aston Wolves one. Yeah, that was sick. I remember that one. And then the one the year after at in Leicester. Yeah. With um, was it Bournemouth, Aston Bournemouth and DMU? Yeah. Yeah, that one was cold. So I've given you two, yeah. Unless you want me to help you again. I have to, because, you know, <laughs> as much as I love Tagby, like, I see it as universal because I, have to, I, have, I, have, I need to see it in front of me for me to even pick now. <laughs> but, you know, I haven't really got a top five. I think, I do have a top five, but I can't name. But I oh, definitely okay. have a top five. Maybe afterwards I can give you yeah. the top five that I can come back to, but I don't have it right now. Okay, cool, cool. All right, top five Saboomers. Wow, Okay. This is not in no particular order, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. cool. There was one that someone did. Um, what's that? Uh, they won't know themselves. They won't know. What's that Nigerian? Okay, there was okay. The, the number one everyone knows. Um, of all the girls in TMU. Yes. How the hell can I tell you? Yes, that's it. Yes. There's, yes. Yes. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. The guy dressed up as uh, Lester guy. I can't remember the name of the freaking. Oh. There's a Leicester DME where he dressed up as... I can't remember. Though, who's that person? I've got to move on. I can't, I can't <laughs> remember. Whatever one. Um, my mind's gone blank. Oh, my God. My mind's gone blank. There's bears. and the, the, I've got them on the tip of my... This is why, if I'd known, I would <laughs> tell you. But, ah, uh, no, nah, I haven't got them on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I've got there was there was uh, the one I like. Obviously, you meant DMU yeah. one, Charlie Mays. Charlie Mays is one was co- yeah, but see, they don't, they don't know about that. They, only you about people <laughs> know about that. That one was lit. I might have to repost that. That was lit. But no, again, those two tag me and the Subumi. I have to get back to you and I'll let you know which ones they are. So if you want to add it to the yeah. video, whatever, I'll bring. I'll let you know. But no, nah, I, <laughs> okay. I can't get off the top of my tongue, unfortunately. Top five entrances. This might be the same thing, but no, I, I think I can do this one. Okay, good nice. Um, DMU season seven. Hmm. Um, NTU season six. Okay. Um. Oh, f- that's finals, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Nah, there's bears swinging from my head right now. <laughs> These questions are difficult because I need I need it in front of me because you've done your research, so you know the ones you've got. You should have given me time to do my no, research. Because uh, I, I don't, I don't like I'm I'm like for me, like, yeah. 
two, like I said, we've, we've discussed a hundred shows. I'm trying yeah. to pick out five from a hundred. That's <laughs> true, true. But um, you have to give me the benefit that I would definitely, yeah. like if, if the next one to do with material, give me some time and I'll definitely let you know the list. But okay. unfortunately on mic right now, I can't <laughs> even give you because I'm not really thinking of it right now. So Okay. So. Top five, or oh, you really mentioned, you said it, top five teams. I knew that was going to come. I think for the teams that I think that have really made legacies and changed the game, most recently, I think the DMU team from season seven changed the game. Before that, your team changed the game. That's the season five. I think NTU season six changed the game. And Essex season five changed the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Manchester Manchester season four changed the game. Oh, yep, yep. As well as the UH team from that season changed the game. Let me see if you mention another team. There's another team that I want to... ARU... People remember the ARU from season two. They won. They won the season. But the reason why they changed the game is because is that one with oh AI? Oh no no. no yeah, no, it's a, no, they changed no, the game no. because they they I think Samira and, and Jamal was in that Jamal sorry. So they they came okay. they came through with a different sense of energy and sense of entertainment that changed the game, which made season three a bit more different. Kingston season three, the one that Manny's in. Yeah yeah. That yeah. team was called NN two. Oh NN two season six. See what I mean? There's too many. Yeah. Like, there's too many. I'm <laughs> you sorry. You forgot MDX. There you go, the champions. Yeah. Like, there's too many to be named. <laughs> there's too many. Like MDX, MDX, the way they came, they 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 <sighs> brought a they brought banter where banter wasn't even available. Mm. They said this is what banter is, and everyone's gonna follow it right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's why, like, year after year after year, it's the team, the strong team that yeah, it's the one that sets the play. The playing fields. Everyone yeah. follows that team. Everyone looks at that team. Yeah, it got to a point where everyone thought that TBC only cares about DMU. No, because if the team are really putting in the work, then you got to respect the work that they put in. If if you want to be talked about like DMU, they're putting the work. It's not. It's not a big deal. Mm. That's it. That team DMU got to a point where they had a family tree where from season four, five, six, seven, eight, even nine is as a legacy where because of what season four did, season five helped, season six helped, season seven helped. Other teams never see how you try to help your team. Yeah. Like, did the next team help the other teams? Like, if mm. it works like that, then it, it gets better. But if they stop helping, then the legacy that you started is gone. That's why we always went to the final, guys, but we never won. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Top five dance like me's. Same thing. I can't. I can't. Uh, this is. Uh, I wish if you had told me before we got here, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you this question. Just have that prep. Yeah, cool. I got you. Um, I would have them ready for you because it's there. I have my list. Yeah. I genuinely do have my list of ones that I know are my faves that I can watch from start to finish, mm. and I've enjoyed it. But I can't mention it because I know if I mention it, I'm not gonna like, just like the teams now. I'm yeah. missing out things. So I actually want to give you a proper answer. So unfortunately, to the people who are watching and listening, I can't give you the nights. But you know, if you <laughs> log on, I'll find a, a list for you. Okay, just because it's here, maybe you might be able to, but. I mean, you did 100 shows, mm. but because it's here, let me just say. Top five participants. That's not fair. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's 100 shows. Right? Exactly. And if each show had at least five, um, 10 people, that's 1,000 people. You want me to forget, pick out five people from 1,000 people? Again. I, I live with I that. Think, I live with that. I think there needs to be a part two where these things you're asking yeah. I can give you, but I can't give you now. There has to be a part two where I don't know, you call me and I, I tell yeah. you names. But th- I need to think about that because there has to be different reasons to why anyone I will pick as my favorite participant. But that's an amazing question because I've yeah. never thought about who are my top five because for different reasons, 
certain participants, like, it's never about the ones that have gone on to do great things. Yeah. It's the ones that are as humble enough to, to have just taken part and mm. it's because of what they did and how they did what they did mm. um, impacted the way the Big Clash is seen by people and how people enjoy it, how we're, although people will, when people think of the Big Clash, they actually think of them because of how they impacted the show. Yeah. That I need to think about and that is actually something that I would love to do and have a conversation about but I'm not going to answer that question because I don't, yeah. I need to think about it. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's even more than a thousand because I know by data, we've had almost two to three thousand people take part. That's a lot of people's names. Mm. It's a database. Bruh. All right, moving swiftly towards the end. This is questions from the audience. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, you got fans. I wish. Of course, you got fans. I wish. Come on, you've done a hundred shows, man. Come on, man. So, one of them is um, why did you do the college? And, you know, we start off, obviously, I. I've got to ask you about the US one as well, but why did you do the college and church one? First of all, with the church, um, the church one was because we, we knew that the way we were we felt was like a family and we knew that God was always a, a part of what we do. Mm. And we always felt like we should do something for the community and for the younger people. And church was a, was a place where, you know, young people and um, the fans of the show were watching it and still were called the church before. Let's do something religious with them. Let's do something where it's based around um, God, the Bible, and play some games where it's fun and it's lighthearted and it's PG, and mommy and daddy can watch, mommy <laughs> and daddy can accept it. So that's the first, that's the reason why we did that. Okay. And then because there's one, there's one clash. It's less. It's Cov and DMU, I think. Mm. And they had some crazy in their dance like me. There was loads of strobe lights, and they were um, basically. <laughs> humping each other something like that whoa I know what you're talking about yeah you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me so parents, yeah like like for all my clashes I can show my parents yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it got to the point where it's like <laughs> it doesn't matter because our parents should know from Netflix from all the things we watch things are unfiltered now I know back in the day we were a bit hesitant about it mommy and daddy see saying yeah. but really until your mommy and daddy have seen everything in the world before us there's nothing that mommy and daddy has not seen even if though we have seen it and we don't want to show mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy, this is what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And so, because we can't be sugarcoating and hiding from mommy and daddy anymore. We have to really let them know the, the reality. The reality is this yeah. is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we, we see. In fact, be proud of us that we have the confidence to do this because it's, it's still part of our culture. This is something that if we don't embrace it now, then someone else will take it and say, oh, this is what we're doing. Like, oh, well, we did it first, but you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't take it as an asset. You looked at it as a problem. You looked at it as a negative. So let's just, mm. not that I'm condoning yeah. the pumping thing. I'm talking, yeah. about, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about in general. Uh, yeah, in general, yeah. When people want to watch the bigger show. Like I've had mummies and daddies watch the show. I've been on the phone to someone's father explaining to him why his daughter should take part and what her daughter is going to gain. Whoa. I said, I don't mind doing that because she's like, I want to take part, but you have to explain to my dad. Like, okay, okay. That's so cute. But oh. And for me, the reason why I wanted to do that explanation is because she really wanted to take, take part and her dad really cared about what a, a child was going to do. And he enjoyed it. Mm. Her dad was happy with it. I think we've all seen the video of um, a daughter and mum on stage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, for me, embrace what you do and let your mum and dad love what you do. Not let them sh- um, look at it as if, what's, what's that, what's that? Yeah. Let them love it. And the way your parents can love what you do, you make them understand it first. Mm. They're from a different generation. They have they, The things that they've experienced and what they've seen, they haven't seen the way you've seen it, but let them experience it for the mm. first time the same way you experience it. And uh, trust me, they will yeah. love it. 
that's all I want to say. Like my parents, they obviously they're like, oh, what is the thing that this game you should be doing? They're like, okay, that's good. But make sure your studies come first. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> if you can't enjoy it, that's another question though. Like obviously, some people like, did you come? Like, did you have that thought? Like, oh, some people are not taking the the study. So obviously, uni is a priority. That's why they're there. And I was even like for Aston, like my team, we made sure that that's the main reason why we're here. If someone needed to space for exams or anything, we gave them that space. There's time like Carol. Theresa, uh, Theresa Standard. Everyone had their own like time, and we all respected that. Like, was there any? Was there a time where people were like, oh, like well, you notice people, or do you hear conversations about, oh, this guy's slacking, or you didn't see people in? in <laughs> obviously, there might be some people that obviously they didn't make it to second year or they dropped out or. or I I don't want to expose too much on that one. Yeah, it is facts that taking part in the big class you are you are still a student first mm. and we always did make sure that we didn't want to make our schedule too heavy or workload heavy in regards to preparing for the show where students can't focus or concentrate on what they have to do but at the same time it's still a, a commitment thing if you've committed to it you just have mm. to deal with it but i do think that great teams in the past the reason why they've no, faulted of not gone to the next level is because they've just not been able to balance the work and the big clash oh. which has been for me, the biggest sadness, because I know that, okay, if they did have the time or if they did have the resources to meet up and have do what they know they can do best, certain teams would have been great or greater. But um, it's true, there are there are people that I do know of that came in first year, did the big clash and unfortunately dropped out. <laughs> or they're deep because of the big clash that this is something that university or studying is not that what they want to do. They want to pursue another passion. So it can work mm. both ways. Like sometimes you start to realise that Am I going to university to do a degree that I'm not really going to want to use or I'm just doing it because I want to be in the experience of going at uni- going to university? So it's all, it's all an individual's um, perspective. Who knows why a person was to graduate or not graduate or transfer unis, all that kind of stuff. I don't take nothing personal. I don't look, I don't judge anyone. People do what they've got to do. Nothing. And if the big crash has impacted that negatively, then that's something that, okay, if I'm not aware of, then I hope. It wasn't too bad, but if it's yeah. a positive impact, impact, then I'm happy for it. Mm. Yeah. Were you editing the videos as well? Yeah, that's the person question that I had to ask as well. And you were actually editing. I was, I was, I heard it, but I was like, oh, I yeah, thought it was just bon- the, well. No, Bonks came in like um, to support me in around season four, or five, yeah, season four, and um, since then, yeah, it's been me and him, um, yeah, mostly him as well doing the last couple of seasons but it's taken a toll on him and me it's not an easy thing because one thing people don't realize when it comes to these videos like wait are you, are you telling me that for all the tbc episodes it's been you and bonks mm-hmm. to this day not well <laughs> bonks is no part of the, no longer oh, okay season, so he left around after season seven so since well season eight it's just been me and then this current season it's just me but I, I just want to share with because a lot of people, especially during your season, they're demanding, demanding, demanding. Videos. Yes, yes, I, 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 now, I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want people to realize that we aren't actually like you're, like we made where make made clear it's like it's, it, when it's just two people doing something, and sometimes the resources, as in the laptops and the equipment that we're using, isn't always the best or the highest quality. We don't have the funding to get that, so we're doing our very best with the limited that we have. Especially when it comes to audio, make sure that things are crisp, things mm. are nice, the, the, the lighting. There's so many elements that. When I say that we started off raw, we've learned, we've got a lot of experience now, cool, but 
it's not been easy, but it's a shame because people didn't know that. We didn't really want to brag or complain or whine because we know, we know what we set ourselves up for, but it's not been the most easiest journeys. But um, some days it's been lovely and enjoyable to edit a video, but sometimes it's been long, long hours processing, chopping it up, making sure it looks good, sounds good. And I've got what these, these Premiere Pro? Yeah, or? Premiere Pro. Whoa. I've got a lot of love for Bunks because the amount of patience he had and even Tiny Man as well, he supported us with editing and, and uh, checking sound quality control. Yeah. It's not it's not the easiest thing that we've had to do. And I guess if I could have it another way, I probably would never do videos, but videos are part of what we do. <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's, that's not the easiest part. It's the hardest part. It is really the hardest part. Like when you watch a film, for me, and I'll understand the, the difficulties for to making that like even films like marvel they have a lot of cameras mm. like a deeper a lot of cameras a lot of effects that that process may take a month for that one scene but we're just working in one second oh is that it yeah that's it so it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy <sighs> was there ever a show that almost got locked off yeah can i say was it our season wrapping your season sneak ball that never got locked off but there was a lot of stuff. Oh, okay, there was a lot of stuff behind the <laughs> scenes. A lot of things did happen behind the scenes in a lot of shows that people will never know. Where there was even a show where we arrived on the day and the venue told us no, the venue's closed. There's no show. This is even where we don't know the coach for the opposing team was an hour away and the team itself was already there. Tickets were completely sold out and we had no venue. Mm-hmm. But with the grace of God, we found a way, and, oh, and, the show, and the show happened. And I guess there's a lot of things people will never know what we've done, the trials and tribulations, the things that physically and mentally, not just me, the Big Lash team, and all that we've had to do just to have a successful show. It's not easy at all, bro. Guys. <laughs> What? My mental state would have collapsed. I would have been like, yo, guys, hmm. <laughs> that is it. That's all, folks. Hmm. <laughs> and speaking of that's all, folks, before we, we go, is this is this segment is called Jarrah's Must See. Is there anything that, you know, we must look out for from the TVC? Anything, last words, anything you want to say to the people out there? First Listen, of all, I want to say thank you to you for creating this new brand new platform because I think what you're doing right now in regards to getting people to listen to a different perspective of the history of Afrobeats is beautiful. It's needed. It's required. Yeah. I also want to let people understand that if you're out there wanting to pursue something, if it's brand new or whatever, like I said earlier, it's not about needing your friend's support because anyone can support you. Say, hey, go on, do it, mate. It's those who are going to be there with you. Because it's not a journey you should ever do by yourself. Mm. No matter how big scale or small scale, you need a good support system. And even if it's a support system, it's not the people actually putting their hands into your work. Still know that you need someone to have your back because this journey, you should never do it alone. Never. But when you do it, you will love it because you know what you're doing it for. And don't be afraid of not knowing your purpose. And by that, I mean, if you don't know whether you want to be going to uni, doing work, being a creative, doing whatever, you don't know your purpose. So, why are you panicking? 
Why mm. do you need to know your purpose? Live your life and you'll find it when you have to find it. Like people are so, you know, scared. Now, what the fear and doubt that like, they're worried about doing things. Just do it. Mm. Like for real, like it's not even a YOLO thing. Just do it because you never know. The reason why I said that one first because obviously in this society it's like in this new age, you know, image is one thing. Mm. How people see myself, mm. um, even people around you be like, bro, why are you doing this? Or people might be like, oh, that's it's good, but you know, they obviously they they want to support you, but they're not really like supporting you. Like, ob- I feel like back in the day, something like like. It was, e- but now I don't know. I feel like the society right now that we're living in is not as supportive. And the reason why I say that, I'll give you one example. When I was growing up, there were so many hall parties, mm. Nigerian hall parties. You see kids kicking cans mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. You see playing with balloons, but that's not right here anymore. That's true. I think when you touch upon image. There's two things, there's two types of image that you might have to look at. There's image where we think, the perspective that we look at people and figure, oh, why are, the people, why are people doing this? What, like people are almost doing anything for to go viral these days. Cool. But for me, there's another part of image that people are not considering, which is identity crisis. A lot of people just don't know what they want to do or what they want to be. People just want to do things that they think will make them feel a certain way or give them that peace of mind or give them that social status. Unfortunately, until people come out of their crisis of not knowing what they want to do in life, or what they think they're here for, people are always going to be doing image, showing the better side of them, or a certain side where they feel that this is the only side I can do to be accepted, or this is the only thing I can do to be loved or to be appreciated. The truth of the matter is, if you just you just need to do what you want to do, hmm. regardless of of any doubt or any judgment, because as we both know, the only person that's ever going to judge us is God. Yeah. If there's anything you want to do in life, if you don't do it, you will never know how good you are. Mm. No matter how much time you doubt, you fear, you worry, you will never know how good you are. Hear what I'm saying? You will never know how good you are. Yeah. The value of your good until you do it. Hmm. You do it once, okay? Do it twice, okay? The more you do it, you realize you respect your value. You know what you're worth. You know how dope you are. You know how good you are. So if anyone tries to tell you otherwise, they can't because you know your value. If you don't know your value, that's because you ain't doing nothing for yourself. You're doing something for someone else's value. You take that. In. Wow. <laughs> I think saying, I think that's above it. <laughs> guys. Guys, we've had the famous cookies here. We've had the pioneer. We've had the the guy that's given birth to so many. We need to do a part two because those questions you asked me, we need to do random <laughs> things, bro. I've got the answers, fam. I might, like next time I, I bring Uncle D and DNA bro. Ooh, we, we do, we do, we do yes please movies. like even like, Bonks, will, Bonks will know the answers to a bear questions because he's obviously he's edited bear yeah. videos, so he will know bears bruv like for real like yeah man yeah so guys there you have it all these socials are there Get. Oh, my socials I'm not even on social like that but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you follow me I'll, I'll, I'll exactly it will be there okay. if you want to get involved with the big clash guys get involved now all these people that say, "Oh, it's watered down." You're just not looking. You're not, it's not. It's not for you. Like you said, if you are an Arsenal soul, Arsenal support, you'd be thinking about the Thierry Henry day, mm. and that makes so much sense to me myself. Because um, I was like, "Oh, this big guy's not the same anymore." But you made it so clear to me. So and I'm sure there's, some, there's so many people who think the same as well. I appreciate your time. Appreciate no, no, everything you for do. Me, man. And 
Yeah, only way is up, man. Amen. Congrats on 100th episode, and 100%. I'm sure it's going to be 200. We're going to be counting it. Hey. To your old and grey. It is well, it is well. Who knows? All right, guys. Stay tuned for another episode and see you guys. Love and respect. Peace.